Hello, welcome to the show. So glad that you are here. We have a great show, just like we have every single day. And I have with me today none other than Jackson White. Jackson, anything happening over on Rebel HQ that you want us to know about? Well, other than us covering all the you know craziness happening, I guess there's really nothing new because it's crazy stuff happening all the time. Other than that, I'm uh, you know getting the year started. I just did a ton of laundry, doing a bunch of cleaning, and waiting on these checks to come through. Still broke from all the Christmas traveling and gifts, but uh, I guess that puts me in the same boat as everybody else. Oh yeah, you sound like <laughs> a typical American right about now. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting on that money to come through. Waiting on that money to come through. And speaking of waiting, yeah, we had another debacle with airlines. Uh, this at the hands of the FAA, planes, trains, and automobiles. Good luck with people Buttigieg in charge. And George Santos has lied about his entire history. I mean, the man is really truly living a fairy tale life. And now Republican leaders in New York are saying enough is enough. Good on them, finally. It took them long enough, but I'm glad they're finally saying it. And Republicans and Democrats are at it again with all of the distractions. Because as long as they keep us distracted, the important matters of this nation that will change material conditions, that will help lift people, those always fall by the wayside while they play their little games. So you know we're gonna cover first, the FAA. Chaos at the airports this morning. Check out this headline, FAA system restored after outage that halted all domestic flight departures in the US. The FAA said the ground stop was lifted at around 8.50 AM and normal air traffic operations were resuming gradually, keyword gradually, as it continues to look into the cause of the problem. This report is coming from NBC News. Certainly we understand a system that large, it was going to have to happen gradually, but we also know that there is an entire domino effect to a system this large and this important, disrupting every other thing. Sending shockwaves and giving people flashbacks to what happened with Southwest Airlines. NBC News goes on to report flights across the United States resume Wednesday morning, several hours after the Federal Aviation Administration suffered a computer outage that forced it to halt all departures nationwide while it scrambled, and I mean scrambled, to resolve the issue. Further, the FAA said the crippling delays that affected thousands of flights appear to have been caused by a problem in the notice to the air mission system, which sends pilots vital information they need to fly. I mean, this Jackson to me sounds eerily similar to what happened with Southwest when they lost track of employees and also airplanes. And the only, well, the only difference is, well, maybe there's more than only, but one of the major differences is they got it turned around fast. Southwest, they they lagged a little bit, um, but you know, it's definitely good that uh, the flights were down because we don't want to have people flying all over the place and and not knowing where everything is and not knowing where everybody's at. But 
um, you know, I guess the silver lining to stuff like this is we see areas that need attention, uh, that need adjustment. And um, obviously, the FAA being a part of the federal government, we have opportunities to restaff people uh, with every election. And uh, these this gives us opportunities to learn more about government agencies by looking into how they work. So I, that's my biggest take on it is now we can hold them more accountable. I love your silver silver lining. <laughs> you gotta find gotta find one. You gotta find one somewhere. You know what I mean? You're right. Draws more attention to it. People will pay more attention. They'll study. They'll dig. And I especially like how you say we we face a good chance to reset during every single yep. election. If yep, we absolutely. Yeah. So some people understandably started to question whether or not this was a cyber attack, and that makes total sense to ask that a question. But according to White House Press Secretary Jean Pierre, investigators have seen no evidence of a cyber attack. Moreover, President Biden has ordered an investigation as well he should. Regardless of whether or not though this was a cyber attack, it is clear that our country has not made the requisite investments in our transportation system. And that is the entire system, the infrastructure for our transportation system. We are woefully inadequate and behind many of in many of the industrialized nations. According to experts, bad software is most likely to cause of the system wide failure. And if that is in fact the case, guess what? We need to do better, and this is not something that just happened overnight in terms of knowing that we need a new software. It is again similar to Southwest in those ways, since Southwest, the the technology that they were using or still using is from the 1990s. Let's see a statement made by Mr. Friedman, the president, Jeff Friedman, president and CEO of US Travel Association. And he made the following statement today, today's FAA Catastrophic system failure is a clear sign that America's transportation network desperately needs significant upgrades. Americans deserve an end-to-end travel experience that is seamless and secure. And our nation's economy depends on a best-in-class air travel system. We call on the federal policymakers to modernize. I want you to bold it, underline it, put an exclamation point, message in a bottle on the train. Our vital air travel infrastructure to ensure our systems are able to meet demand, safety, and efficiently. Now, listen, he, he's right about that. And what he's asking for is not too much. This should be the order. Every single administration should be looking at our transportation infrastructure and upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. There, there I say upgrade. Yeah, I just want to say that one more time. Now, in the 2015 Business Roundtable report, this Business Roundtable gave a report titled A Cause for Investing in Americans' Transportation Infrastructure. Some of the myriad of challenges facing our system was identified in this report. The US economy would certainly benefit from rebuilding America's transportation infrastructure in the docu- in the in the report road to growth there is an economic cost of neglecting the nation's transportation infrastructure consequences for not rebuilding america's transportation infrastructure here are some examples america ranks number 16 
Oh, in overall infrastructure quality, 16th behind Germany, France, and Japan. Now, since we are a hegemonic nation, there really is no excuse for that except for wanton neglect. They don't neglect enhancing and increasing in every administration, whether it's Republican or Democrat, the military industrial complex, but yet they cannot find the money in a bipartisan way to invest in our transportation infrastructure. Make it make sense, cuz it's making no sense to me. Highways and bridges, urban highway congestion costs the economy more than $120 billion in 2011 behind Germany, France, and Japan. And the consequences for not rebuilding America's transportation infrastructure, the waterways and ports, all important. Lock delays, port congestion, and lack of facilities for larger ships added 33 billion to the cost of US production in 2010. On the aviation side, where we are right now, the United States is home to just four of the world's top 50 airports and aviation congestion and delays cost the economy $24 billion in 2012 and our transit rail. Only 25% of transit rail station infrastructure is rated good or excellent. So we, we got a problem. Now, various airlines have noted customers or notified customers that they should expect delays all day. Certainly understandable given the, the weight of and the size of the airline industry. And this is a bitter pill to swallow, it really is, especially given what people just had to endure because of Southwest Airline. Just a couple of weeks since then, we have this. So the Fed, they need to do their job, get on top of this right, right away. Uh, post haste, don't don't play no games with this. Let's do this. Uh, moving on, George Santos campaign funds. We here at Unboss know that George Santos is a fraud. Now it's looking like Republicans have caught on. Watch this. I don't think it should be here, that's for sure. But there, there's a process in place that has to apply equally to all members from both parties and both chambers. And that's the House Ethics Committee, as your panel just pointed out. To the extent that there's concerns about how long that would take, we should just have an expedited review. Oh, yes, an expedited review. That, that sounds just about right. And that was Republican Rep Brian Fitzpatrick. But he's not alone on this opposition to Representative Santos. Check out this headline. New York County GOP leaders call for Rep Santos resignation over fabrications. Uh, why are they calling this fabrications? The man is a liar. So let's just use the strong word lie and, and forget the little kitty fabric, uh, fabrications, please. Now Santos quickly responded, watch this. I will New York Republicans are calling you a disgrace. Pardon you will not resign. What is your response to New York Republicans? He is a disgrace, and he just said that he will not resign. They're gonna have to keep putting the pressure on him. Let us remind you all the lies that Santos has told. Uh, let's put those up. Said he worked at two prominent Wall Street banks, a City Group and Goldman Sachs, had obtained degrees in finance and economics from two New York colleges. He also said that he was Jewish. 
that four employees of his company were killed in the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida in June of 2016. His latest lie is related to campaign finances. A complaint was filed with the FEC on Monday. The CLC alleged that Representative George Santos and his 2022 campaign committee, the voter Santos for Congress, violated federal campaign finance laws by engaging in a straw donor scheme to knowingly and willfully conceal the true sources of $705,000 that Santos purported to loan his campaign. This reporting is coming from The Guardian. The group also said Santos deliberately reported false disbursement figures on FEC disclosure reports, among many other reporting violations, and illegally used campaign funds to pay for personal expenses, including rent on a house that Santos lived in during the campaign. And finally, the complaint notes multiple campaign expenditures widely reported of almost $200,000, or excuse me, $199.99, one cent below $200 FEC threshold for provisions of receipts. Oh my. Jackson, I mean, we can't even make this stuff up. Even though in talking about Santas, I guess we could make it all up and it would be very fitting for right. this. Right, exactly. It would be fitting. And, and I mean, the Republican Party might as well do everything they can to get him out. And I mean, just because the truth is, is that George Santos is beyond useless to everybody. Because the only thing that you know about George Santos for certain is that you can't believe and trust anything that he says, which makes him useless to anything that's even cynical or evil. What you gonna do with somebody you can't trust whatsoever? So again, his spot in government really is useless. And, and the funny thing is, is that if he doesn't resign or if he isn't kicked off, naturally he's gonna get frustrated. He, I mean, he just will. And he's gonna start to show that frustration, which obviously won't help his case. But I mean, he really, and, and you know, the stories that come out that show that he's been doing this his whole life, but it's just caught up to him and, and, and in such an epic and front facing way, because he really can't do anything else from here. He just, He really can't. No, not at all. And even, I mean, Jackson, the sad part about it, if he stays and they don't put him on committees, which they have been talking about ahead of this new campaign finance complaint, he will just get paid and just sit there on the taxpayer's dime until his term is up if they're not able to get him to compel him to leave. So we're gonna stay on top of this. And another thing about this man, he's a racist. Here he is, you know, making a white power sign. This, yeah, this is him right there in the in the chambers. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, he, he got he got a signal to somebody. Maybe he's strolling. He a kappa. Maybe that's what it is. He 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 lied about it. He bought a kappa off the side. He on a stroll in the Congress. That's what it is. But no, nah, I mean, and I was just talking about earlier. He lied and said he was one of the first people that caught COVID, which is like, I mean, unless it's like one of the first recorded cases. It's really astounding. And like I said to my to my podcast audience, I was like, you somewhat have to admire his dedication to, to something. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, his dedication to being a fraud is is quite astounding. It is quite <laughs> Jackson. Say that out. It is quite astounding. Well, we're gonna keep up with this story and keep you updated on what happens to now Representative Santos. We'll be back right after this.
back to the show. Now it's time for viewer comments. But before we get to those, the progress report. If you want to be up on the news in a way that is detailed, is distinct, you need to get the progress report. Progressive news and inspiration every weekday morning. Just go ahead and scan, put your smartphone up right now and scan it. Or you can subscribe at youtube.com slash So go ahead and get that progress report, you don't want to miss it. And so also, let me give you an additional one. Sign up at tyt.com slash newsletter. Will you do that for us? And then coming up after this show is the Twitchuation Room. Up next with Francesca Florentini at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on twitch.tv slash tyt. You do not want to miss Francesca. And just in case you haven't done it yet, go ahead and spin that wheel. You're no longer just a viewer. Once you become a TYT member, sign up and spin. Sign up for an annual membership to TYT and spin the wheel for an exciting prize. You wanna know how you can participate? Well, you can take your smartphone and scan that Q code. Become an annual TYT member at tyt.com spin. Spin the wheel when you get your membership confirmation email. Land on a prize and wait for delivery via mail, as long as it doesn't involve an airplane, we'll get it to you. All right, I couldn't resist that, Jackson. I had to get that little ticket. All yeah, right, got to, got to, got to <laughs> do. All right, on to our member comments from TYT members. Sexy Speed Racer, Happy New Year, Sexy Speed Racer. I still shop TYT. Uh, I still say Shop TYT is missing a great opportunity for Unbossed with Nina Turner brand fire extinguisher. I love that idea, sexy speed. Oh, yeah, you gotta make it like a bomber jacket or, or something yeah, like bomber that. Jacket. TYT bomber jacket is nice. You know what I'm saying? Gotta do, yeah. gotta do something like that. Yeah, Have people no. up in the clubs and in the fancy places repping your name just right. You know what I mean? Come on now, I know exactly what you mean. Thanks for that, yep. sexy. We appreciate it. And on Twitch, Melanie, Nina Turner, 2024. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Thank Hello. you, Melanie. <laughs> and happy new year. And on YouTube, Super Chat, Snack Panther. Hello, Sister Nina. Have a great show and give Skip Bayless <laughs> some hail today. You know oh, that, Snack Panther. <laughs> Yes, he needs to be given hell every single day. He still has his job as of today. And no one, and I mean no one of profound note. I'm talking about on the same level as the folks that drug Kyrie Irving through the mud and humiliated him nationally. None of them folks can't find him to tell Skip, Skip to the Lou, my darling. No, they know where to be found. You know why? Because his transgression was against a black man. And unfortunately, the higher ups, they don't get rattled by that. So Skip has no fear about having any kind of consequence or repercussions for what he said, what he put out in Twitter, what he doubled down on in a very traumatic moment for Hamlin. So glad that he he has been released from the hospital and he put out a tweet as we know, Jackson a couple of days ago, a few days ago now, saying thanking people for their prayers and uplift. And uh, we, we continue to pray that he has a speedy recovery. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, 100%, we're gonna keep it 100. So thank you for that, thank you for that. And thank you all for your support, we love you so much. Politician distractions, we're used to politicians playing games. 
But now it feels the distractions are reaching new highs or maybe new lows, depending on how you look at it. The latest example, gas stoves. Yep, you heard that correctly. Check out this tweet from Representative Ronnie Jackson of Texas, because he just had to put this out, just had to. I'll never give up my gas stove. If the maniacs in the White House come for my stove, they can pry it from my cold dead hands. Come and take it. I double dog dare you. I threw that in there. Man, are you kidding me? I mean, I wish that this representatives would this representative and his colleagues would show this kind of emotion for the fact that they did not renew the child tax credit. You know, how about that? But over gas stoves, this is what this this dude. You know, I don't mean that with any respect uh, put out there. And if you're wondering why Ronnie is screaming into the Twitter void about his gas stove, here is the reason. Look at this headline, a US federal agency is considering a ban on gas stoves. This reporting is coming from CNN. Now, this was under consideration in response to trying to combat childhood asthma. There's the thought that we try to combat childhood asthma. Then this is according to the agency. Meanwhile, however, no ban of gas stoves is playing head of the US safety agency says. So Jack, this dude got all worked up about nothing. I mean, even going to pry my gas stove from my cold dead, dead hands, I double dog dare you. And now we see there's no plan for a ban. And I mean, even if there was, I mean, the reality of it is, is it's like, you know, they say it like this, like, like, the feds are gonna come raid everyone's home who has a gas stove and rip it out, like which obviously would cost a lot of money, take a lot of planning and resources, aka it's not going down. You know, things like this get phased out slowly. You know, you know, with new, with the building of new homes and new apartment buildings, and, and and giving people incentives to change out their gas stoves with like tax incentives and things like that. So like, it, you know, again, whether or not he actually believed that there was a ban on gas stoves coming, which, you know, he's a Republican, so he probably didn't look into it. But either way, it's, you know, this is just another culture war thing. The left and the libs tree hugging and coming to take away your freedom to do what you want. But, you know, it, it's, but this guy's in Congress, which obviously is pretty scary. Yeah, it is. I mean, just the energy they put in. And, and Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez weighed in on this with a tweet of her own. Did you know that ongoing exposure to NO2 gas, NO2 from gas stoves is linked to reduced cognitive performance? And that was her sarcasm against the representative. In other words, <laughs> you, sir, have reduced cognitive Performance. <laughs> Been huffing gas. Yeah, and if they're yeah. breathing in all that gas. <laughs> Too much gas from your gas stove. But overall, though, this back and forth over whether the the, the feds were going to ban gas stoves is really indeed a distraction. It is something that, given the needs of the moment, we should be very disappointed that any of our representatives are doing this type of dance because there are so many much more important things to do, to consider, and also to fight about. Gas stoves are certainly not one of them. Let's put this up, Aaron Rupart jumped in on this. Ronnie Jackson is fundraising off of this, see, there we go. This is what it always comes <laughs> to, folks. Uh, stop <laughs> Biden from banning our stoves, Lord have mercy on my soul, please. 
stop this man from banning our stoves. Our stoves are at risk. Biden and Democrats want to ban gas stoves in every home, including yours. We can't let the men <laughs> in the White House get away with this. Add your name now to save our picture. I wonder how much money he got from this. I do too, just to save our stoves. Right, right. To that save grandma and auntie from the feds running up, breaking your door down without a warrant. You know what I'm saying? To just take your stove and and just leave. You know what I mean? Just no, but go buy an electric stove. You know that that's basically like the picture they paint. But I, I, he definitely raised something up off of that because these issues actually do outrage people who look they for do. things like that. They yeah. really do. You know, like we sit up here laughing at it because it's ridiculous. But that, well, the most people who would see that are either like really old and like addicted to Fox News or and like the highlight of their days is cooking for their families and stuff. So like that's like the stove is their life or like just some really young radicalized right winger who's like, ah, you know, but you better believe that's making them mad. It definitely is. Yeah, down with government. They trying to take off. <laughs> Like save our stoves. I mean, just I'm serious. Just imagine if they had a save the child tax credit. You know, say. Imagine if they had anything that made yeah. sense. You know, because like yeah. the, the the issues facing our country aren't necessarily well. The root causes aren't really that complicated. That's you know, right. but the, the 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 electric stoves they come in to make the world more woke. That's what it is. There they are. Or what about? Universal health care. Let's save people's lives by implementing universal health care. That's too I mean, woke too though. That's, that's too, woke. too woke. That's too that's woke. too woke. Helping people is too woke. Oh my God. I mean, well, WTF again is a distraction game, and Ronnie is not alone, unfortunately. Kevin McCarthy's committee decisions are a prime example that these types of distractions are going to continue to happen in this Congress. Kevin McCarthy will kick Democrats from powerful committee positions in payback for Pelosi snub. Republican Speaker to boot squad member Representative Omar from Foreign Affairs and remove Representative Schiff and Representative Sawell from intelligence. This report is coming from the Daily Mail. Now this is McCarthy's revenge, no doubt about it. It's the GOP's revenge, there's no doubt about that either. And Democrats that cave into these into these kinds of games by even bothering to respond are distracting as well. In some ways, Biden is complicit in this. He preached about bipartisanship. But he has caved to the shake your hand mentality with the GOP knowing full well they had their fingers crossed behind their back. Being bipartisan does not mean that you should cave to foolishness and mayhem and that has been going on the entire time. And as both parties continue to bicker, guess who suffers? The American people. So Jackson, we are not surprised by this this uh, revenge notice by McCarthy. I mean, they they made it known that if they gained back control of the house that they were going to host a whole host of investigations and use their political power and the people's political clout to absolutely do nothing to change political uh, to change material conditions, but just to seek political revenge. And I'm in really that's all they've got. There's not going to be much litigation going on with the with the being a split Congress and Senate. 
and just in general, um, you know, all these years, all this talking, you know, after the 2020 election and and that being stolen and the Republicans being treated so unfairly and then finally being in a position to fight for the people, it's going to be going after mainly well-known Democratic figures. You know, people who are actually in the Democratic Party who may be in appointed positions or if they're more corporate and conservative in their economic stances, we won't hear very many peeps about them. But, you know, Ilhan Omar, you know, she's in support of Palestine. So we're going to be hearing about that. And then, you know, it's those trigger words. Anybody who's uh, fighting for like things like the Green New Deal or a stronger health care system, they're going to be going after them because they have nothing on the substance. So this all is going to be for the next two years. Yeah, and I, I, I really don't understand how voters from any either of the political parties could just tolerate these folks being paid the type of money that they are being paid and they really don't deliver for the 98% or 99% in this country. They play a whole lot of political game and they make it known that they're gonna play these games from the beginning. I mean, the Republicans really ran on give us the power back in the house and we're gonna show those Democrats, we're gonna seek out revenge. We're gonna exact revenge against them for what they put President Donald J. Trump through. That's what we're gonna do. And we're not gonna do anything that enhances the lives of people. Even during a pandemic, we know that the COVID virus continues to mutate. We got infrastructure problems, you know, that we knew we had those problems even before what happened to Southwest and what just happened with the FAA uh, uh, this morning. We knew that all along, but that means nothing to these people. We know that food costs have skyrocketed because of inflation. We know that people can't drink gas, at least not and live. We know these things, but what are these clowns and all of them, what are they doing? Just fighting back and forth. And you know what their main position is on this? It is what is best for their respective parties instead of centering the people in the United States of America. America, I've said it before and I'm gonna continue to say it again and again and again and again. At some point, bolded, underlined, exclamation pointed, message in a bottle. We must stop being complicit in our own demise. This man is outraged over a gas stove. And then you got McCarthy who barely won the speakership. And he ain't in control because that them freedom caucus or unfreedom caucus members can, can make him roll at any moment. But let's just say he got the title. And as Speaker of the House, he has decided that he's just gonna exact revenge. We are in a pretty sad state, America, and only we can turn this thing around. As Jackson said earlier in another segment, elections, we can make sure some of these folks don't make it back. Now, stop playing games. Now on to a story that is even more disgusting and disturbing than this one, if you can believe that. A fair warning, the video that you are about to watch is hard, it's tough to watch. But check this out from yesterday. What you saw is this heartless, evil art gallery owner in San Francisco spraying an unhoused black woman. And let me say from the start, 
even if it was an unhoused white woman, purple woman, yellow woman, green woman, or unhoused, whatever, in the whole rainbow. What this man did is outrageous and he needs to be arrested for assault. Come get him. And it's on video. The video didn't lie. So here's more on this heartbreaking encounter. Caller Gwen, the owner of the Foster Gwen Gallery in the California city's upscale Jackson Square neighborhood admitted that he holds down the woman to get her off his sidewalk on Monday. This reporting is coming from the New York Post. Now the last I heard Jackson, I'm gonna let you jump into this real quick. Sidewalks were public property, but this dude, I wanna call him something else, claims he owns the sidewalk. And even if he did, but he doesn't, what he did to this woman, to this lady was callous, was evil, was mean, was unacceptable, and he needs to be arrested. Yeah, it, it, was, it was disgusting. You know, like you said, callous and evil. And, you know, there's so many other things that he could have done. You know, obviously, one, just talking to her, treating her like a person. If she really needed to move, he could have talked to her, figured out what was going on. And even if, like, the situation was negative, he could have. You know, like this may be difficult to say, but call the police. Calling the police would have been better than spraying someone with water. You know, she had on a jacket, so it's clearly a little cold out there, which obviously could lead to being sick. You know, so it, it, there's just so many other things that he could have done um, instead of that. Uh, you know, it, it, it really was just hard to watch because you have to be rather sadistic to even think to do that. He absolutely enjoyed it, it made him feel powerful. Yeah, you definitely do. Sadistic is the proper word to describe this. And and you know what? He's refusing to apologize. Check this out. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course, I didn't want to spray her with the hose. And my mind would not have done that if this hadn't been constantly exacerbated over and over and over. But I find it hard to apologize when we've had no help on this situation by taking her to some sort of help for psychiatric uh, evaluation. So now let me get this right. He's the one being harmed. And then he alludes in his comments that uh, maybe might need that the lady might need some psychiatric evaluation. You know what, that makes it even worse. Because if he did believe in his heart that this woman had some type of mental health challenge on top of that, you sprayed her with a hose anyway. And let me just tell you something, cause I'm in paper throwing mold. This reminds me of the water hoses that was used on black folks fighting for civil rights. Okay, I'm throwing papers now, I'm all over it. That this man would do this to this woman and she is a black woman. So all kinds of thoughts are bubbling up in my head and I'm sure in yours as well. And then he got the pure unadulterated gall to try to blame the victim. California, you know what? Get him. There, there has to be some assault charges filed on this man. And anybody that frequents this gallery should boycott this gallery. This man just said he ain't gonna apologize. And that's the least he can do. You know, Jackson, I mean, Minister Malcolm X said one of the most disrespected people walking the earth, and I'm paraphrasing him, is the black woman. 
hundred percent. And you know, the fact is, he wouldn't have sprayed anybody who was any kind of physically threatening to him. Come on, that would that wouldn't have happened. Like plain and simple. Even if it was like a sixteen-year-old teenage boy, he he wouldn't have sprayed him like that. He did it because he knew that she wasn't going to beat him up or anything like that. And then too, you know, that it obviously doesn't help with the branding or marketing of his shop. You know, it's like. I don't really care that much about people. So, yeah, come come to my art gallery. Like, you know, so I definitely hope. And uh, it's in California, too, which is a rather liberal state. So, I mean, he needs to go to Arkansas somewhere and do that. I mean, he don't need to do that nowhere, but he's not in an environment that generally supports that type of stuff anyway. And there's a huge homeless issue in California. But, you know, come on. We'll we'll see if they're gonna tolerate it. Let's see if there's gonna be some consequences and repercussions for uh, this gallery owner. Now, Gwen was further quoted as saying, "The whole neighborhood is a part of this situation. The police force is a part of this situation. The city and the social services is a part of this situation. There have been repeated attempts to try to help this woman who is psychotic. Again, if." the lady has a mental health problem. This is not how you solve it. This is not how you treat her. You treated her less than, I mean, I wouldn't even wanna see an animal treated this way, but you did this to her and you felt very comfortable doing it because most likely there won't be repercussions and consequences for your actions. Something wrong with you, man. You the one that need to go and get a psyche valve Cause you gotta be pretty sick to treat another human being who you think may have mental health challenges that way. Something wrong with you, really. Gwen was rightfully met with backlash, including from city officials. City officials better do more than talk to talk. Well, let's put up what they said. I don't care how frustrated somebody is, this is not the way human beings treat other human beings. And that's coming from Aaron Peskin, president of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. Uh, Mr. President, we wanna see more than this quote up there. Yeah, we do. And especially at a time when California is being battered with horrendous weather. We've all seen the reports about what is happening in the state of California at this time. California is nowhere near done with the recent string of storms that have killed at least 17 people since last month, driven thousands from their homes and submerged roads and communities under flood waters. That reporting coming from USA Today. I mean, really, but that didn't matter to this man. And what this art gallery owner did is anti-black, is anti-unhoused, and it's just pure cruelty. We should put his mug, his smug shot up. Cause I want people to know exactly who did this and where his gallery is exactly located. Y'all need to boycott that man, protest this dude. But this is also a reminder that the elected officials of San Francisco and the state of California need to act. And I mean right away, according to an August 2022 report, for every one person a San Francisco program houses, an estimated four will become unhoused because the city's Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing has not been able to keep pace with inflow of people who become newly homeless or return to homelessness throughout the year. That is what an August report revealed. So Jackson, a lot of work must be done here. I mean, we can't overstate how cruel this man was to this lady. And 
he should have to suffer for it legal legally for it. Absolutely, he should have to suffer legal for it. And this highlights the issue of homelessness in the country and that we have to do something more about it than just shuffle them away somewhere else. Because if you shuffle them away somewhere else, they're still gonna be there. And of course that doesn't solve the issue of more people and new people becoming homeless. So it's just a huge mess. It is a mess and this is really disgusting. Anybody that cares just about just basic human dignity would have to say that what this man done, did rather was very, very cruel. We'll be back, I need my fire extinguisher. And we are back. Do not forget coming up right after this show is the Twitchuation Room with Francesca Florentini. You got to support Francesca, yeah, check her out. You can go on twitch.tv slash TYT. You don't wanna miss Francesca, baby, she brings it. She brings it in that Twitchuation room. Go, go, go into that Twitchuation room with Francesca. All right, on to viewer comments. Cray Cray, hey Cray Cray. Hey, Representative Ronnie Jackson, calling you a gas bag wouldn't be respectful to stoves. <laughs> <laughs> Great, great, that was pretty good. We like that. Jackson is, is chuckling too. We both like that very much. And on Twitch, Jax, when people are dehumanized, it makes it easier for heartless people to victimize them with no weight on their conscience. That is so true, Jax. Thank you for saying that. It's really sad. That story definitely has me rattled. That video is, is very unsettling. And Jax and I were talking during the break that probably nothing is gonna happen to this man. Probably nothing at all. If it does, we'll definitely report it. But you know, most likely he's gonna get away with what he did. Because there are throwaway people in the United States of America, and that lady would be considered a throwaway person that it doesn't matter what this man did to her. Unfortunately, on YouTube Super Chat, Ducky. Hey, Ducky, I love you, Miss Nina Turner and Mr. Jackson White, two of my favorite people. Well, thank, well, thank you. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate yeah, Ducky, we do appreciate that. And we're sending love to all the viewers, so each and every one of you who made a comment or two and we didn't get to you. Thank you so much for your support of our show, Unbossed, and of our network, T. Y-T. This next story is not the good story you might think it is. Watch this. She goes into Walmarts and she meets these older folks that are still working. Yeah. And he asked her, said, why are you still working? She's because because I have to. So she does, does a um Go fund me. The one lady, she he, he she raised a hundred thousand dollars for this lady, this this woman, and now she's got another one going, and she just raised a, over fifty thousand in four days for another eighty-two year old. Yeah. Now imagine that someone raised that kind of money for you. So the video you just watched got over 3 million views on TikTok and went extremely viral. So viral that the man in the video, Butch Marion, was able to finally retire. TikTok users raised over $100,000 so that Butch could finally retire. Marion, a widower and US Navy veteran, 
you know, so when you got these representatives raising money off, they about to take our stoves. This is the kind of stuff that they should care about. But I digress, Marion a widower and US Navy veteran said in further videos that he had been working since he was 11 years old and spent 10 years in the Navy. The donations rolled in at an incredible pace through a GoFundMe page set up by McCarthy. McCarthy, excuse me, cuz not McCarthy, McCarthy with donors expressing how much Marion's story inspired them. At the time of writing, the page has raised 143,000, over $143,000. It reportedly received over 50,000 in the first 24 hours. And so here the GoFundMe as of uh, here's the GoFundMe as of uh, right now. And we're gonna put up that picture of Butch and that's where it is. You know, even though this seems like a good news story, it really is not a good news story. This is the, it, it, it reveals the very, very, very broken, broken system that we're operating in, in the United States of America. One that makes our elderly work until their 80s. I mean, how sad is that? And then on top of that, I mean, no elder should have to do this, but we always put an extra enhancement when it's a veteran. US Navy veteran, but then you got these Congress people fussing and fighting over gas stoves. This stories like this really put it into perspective, really. Uh, never given a break to enjoy their lives is really sad. People's quality of life should matter and people should not have to work their fingers to the bones for their entire lives and never ever get the opportunity to live a good life, to enjoy their lives. The average retirement age in the United States among currently among currently living retirees was 59.88 years old. The medium living retiree left work at age 62 and the most common age to retire was 62 years old. 18.7% of retirees retired at the age of 62 and a whopping 63% retired between the ages of 57 and 66. We're gonna put up this chart for you, this, this graph for you to take a look at. 2017 Federal Reserve Survey of Household Economics and Decision Making. And we see how the graph shows retired on or before and the various ages. We are, this is a sad state of affairs that we would treat our elders like this. 62 is currently the minimum age to collect Social Security in the United States. And as a reminder, let's put up this headline, damning cuts to Medicare and Social Security are looking more likely with McCarthy as House Speaker. Here's what it will mean for retirees. So this is really sad, Jackson. You know, I was thinking about something that even my brother texted me today about, you know, the government and, and them dictating what is the appropriate age to retire. Uh, even when they take that money and put it in Social Security, there's no interest given to retirees for all the money. You know, for people like us, we're, poor, we're, we're paying into that system, but we're not gonna get interest back when it's time for us to retire. But you you be late on making an IRS payment. They will not only charge you a penalty, they will also charge you fees until it is fully paid off. This, you know, to quote uh, the great Andrew Yang, the math ain't mathin'. 
It ain't nothing. And, you know, I think that also this is important because, you know, the military, the U.S. Army, they've been having recruitment issues. And there's always a lot of issues that go into that. But, you know, the United States Army is a voluntary service. People don't have to do it. And one of the reasons that people, well, the biggest reason people typically don't want to join the military is because of the possibility of being sent to war. But knowing that up the other side of it, you may end up 80 plus years old working in a Walmart or a Target or something, that lessens the incentive to join as well. Especially when we're moving into more of a gig type economy, which has its flaws, but it means that people can kind of pick and choose and have more options. So that also is making joining the military less um, uh, of a less golden, appealing, less of a good opportunity. And so, go, um, I mean, Jackson, GoFundMe is not a retirement plan. Hello? No. I mean, GoFundMe is not a healthcare plan. I mean, this country. Oh, Lord, have mercy on my soul. The hegemonic nation that we are. We're going to come back to this. We're going to keep talking about these kinds of issues. So, we got a shakeup coming in the great state of California. California Representative Katie Porter takes the leap. Watch this. We're living through a time of extraordinary change. I'm Katie Porter. Change can be electrifying and exhilarating, but change can also be disruptive, like the constant assault on our democracy and the dangerous imbalance in our economy. The threat from so-called leaders like Mitch McConnell has too often made the United States Senate the place where rights get revoked, special interests get rewarded, and our democracy gets rigged. Especially in times like these, California needs a warrior in Washington. That's exactly why I'm announcing my candidacy for the United States Senate in 2024. All right, that's Representative Katie Porter putting it on out there. Now, we don't know if Senator Dianne Feinstein is going to retire or not, but Representative Porter is not waiting around to find out. She said, baby, Hey, we need a warrior. That's what she said. But oops, let us not leap too far and too deep because there's another fighter that may be running for this city seat. Baby, we might have a showdown in the CA. Put up this tweet. New Representative Barbara Lee just told Black Caucus members in in their lunch today that she is running for the Senate. Per two people familiar. Hello, some. Body. Here it is. Now, Representative Barbara Lee represents California's 12th district and has served in Congress for 12 terms. And Representative Katie Porter represents California's 47th district since 2023. There was some redistricting that happened. And previously, she represented the 45th district and she has served in the United States House of Representatives since 2019. I don't know, Jackson, what you're thinking about this? Well, I think um, Katie Porter is, you know, somebody that if she does win a Senate seat, she'll be able to keep it for a very long time. Um, And also, she's somebody who can run for this seat multiple times. You know, so I think that um, she has a very good chance of making herself look good, even to the broader Democratic Party, um, because she has a very strong way of talking about the issues of holding powerful people accountable. And not making herself sound like she's very good at politics. You know, she doesn't just have the activism going on. Like she, but she's she just she just has an air about her that's useful. And I think that she can capitalize on that strongly. I think uh, we can definitely raise a lot of attention and support behind her campaign. And I think she's awesome. And then Barbara Lee running too. 
you know, having, you know, obviously people who are better than Dianne Feinstein in terms of just being more modern, more up to the task. It's good to see. And we need good people running. We need competition of good people running. We don't need one or one good person running in every state. We need a lot of good options. So I think this is fantastic. That's exactly right. We need a whole lot of good people running and competition is not bad. It's gonna be interesting to see how the neoliberals handle this because oh my God, you know, Senator Feinstein has not said whether or not she was gonna run again. How dare they mount a campaign against the incumbent? Because guess what? All incumbents own their seats. And you, the voters, should not have primary opportunities to make a choice. How dare you ask to have a choice? In primaries where there is an incumbent, because guess what? That seat belongs to them, or so they think. This is exciting, it's exhilarating, and I am all here for it. Glad to see it happen. We will definitely keep you up to date on this story. That is our time for today. Oh my God, I don't know how time always goes so quickly when we are with you. Thank you so much for your support of the show. And you know what I want you to do about this time? I want you to keep the faith. And more importantly, I want you to keep the fight. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Unbossed. If you like the show, then you'll enjoy our other podcasts on TYT Network, like The Damage Report with John Iderola, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and The Young Turks. Make sure to listen and follow, and if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating.